Hello, everybody, and welcome to my first Lady of Nutrition podcast. And again, I'm your host, Anne Louise Gittleman. And as many of you know, I'm a New York Times bestselling author of over 35 books. For years, I've taken on conventional wisdom and have been a nutritional rebel with a cause. I've been rewriting the rules of nutrition, my friends, for four decades now. I'm trying to combine leading-edge science with ancient healing wisdom and good old-fashioned common sense. So today, I'm indeed privileged to be in the company of a kindred spirit who is not afraid of telling the truth at all costs. She is the famous author of the national best-selling Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science, and that is the focus of today's podcast. Dr. Judy Mikovits is a molecular biologist, and she is also a biochemist. She is intimately familiar with Ebola, HIV, and coronaviruses like SARS and COVID-19. She spent 20 years at the National Cancer Institute, working with one of the founding fathers of human retrovirology, and she's co-authored more than 50 scientific papers. She co-founded and directed the first Neuroimmune Disease Institute using a symptoms, systems biological approach in 2006, and is very well known for isolating a new family of disease-causing retroviruses which have been associated with chronic fatigue syndrome. As she says in her own words, this book is my best attempt to tell the truth about my research, the culture in science today, which is hostile to new ideas, and what science can really do if allowed to pursue promising areas of inquiries. Welcome, Dr. Judy Mikovits. Thanks so much, Anne Louise. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now I need to just plunge into the deep end of the pool. So there are tons of questions that we all have, and I know you've got some of the answers. My first question to you is this. Is this a naturally occurring virus, or was a test tube developed? Um, we don't develop viruses in test tubes, but this was absolutely a lab-evolved um, virus. It was absolutely manipulated. It is not naturally occurring by definition if you go through a laboratory, and it's clear. It's, uh, it's been grown in the cell line called the monkey cell line called Vero E6 that, they, that the uh, Wuhan laboratories published in their 2015 paper came right out of Fort Detrick, um, USAMRID, US Army Research Institute for Infectious Diseases, biosafety level four, somewhere back in 2013. So this absolutely by definition cannot be naturally occurring if it was manipulated in the laboratory and other animal cell lines. So the question is, what is so what about the safety of our scientific labs? I mean, can viruses actually escape from their labs? Oh, absolutely, um, because um, viruses can acquire, it's called gain of function studies. They acquire the ability to um, infect different um, cells, for instance, can, can be in, you know, uh, even mosquitoes. So, so you can you can grow things in in ticks, as we know, all the evolving and the problems with with tick-borne diseases um, causing things. Viruses can get into the ticks as well, and and into mosquitoes. So, um, viruses can escape labs into water. Um, if if the virus isn't known to exist. 
and the, and the la most laboratories are not biosafety level four, which does HEPA filtering and protection of all the air that goes out of the laboratory. Biosafety level three can easily get out through lab worker contamination, and that's exactly what happened um, with the uh, mouse viruses that we isolated in 2009 uh, and strongly associated with CFS mouse and cancers, mouse cancer-causing viruses, that in 2011, it was clear that the most likely way these got into humans was contaminated blood supply, contaminated vaccines, and that the lab workers were getting infected by a contagious cancer-causing virus. So we don't know they're there. We don't wear masks in our lab, and we carry them out to our families. And the worst thing is we, we now learned we're injecting them into directly into our children, into our infants who are immune compromised by definition. They don't have an immune system through contaminated vaccines of many different kinds. So I have a question as a child of the 50s and 60s, you know, I took the polio vaccine. Was there some sort of contamination with monkey viruses in the polio vaccine as well? I'd heard something about that, but don't see anything online anymore. Um, there was actually both mouse and monkey viruses like SV40, simian virus 40. That was, um, that was very much in the polio vaccines and in the, in the vaccines made in the 30s, um, it, they had passed the enterovirus through mouse brains. You have to grow viruses in, in cell lines and the cell line that we grow the polio vaccine right now is the same cell line where they were growing the coronavirus vaccine in that cell line they got from Fort Detrick and, and, and is published in that study paid for by NAIAD and Tony Fauci, as we all know now. Mm. So this, this gets a little bit more sinister as we go along with all this. And people are so concerned about how to keep themselves safe from all of this. So I guess my question to you is I divide up all the myriad of questions that I've gotten from my, from my followers. Do you think that the numbers are now being inflated in terms of the coronavirus? Do we know anything about the true fatality rate? Yeah, we absolutely don't know anything about the true fatality rate. Well, what we know is that it's far less than what we're told, far less than what we're told, because the coronavirus is being called the causative agent of COVID-19. The D in that means disease. And it doesn't satisfy a single one of what we would call Koch's postulates or Hill's criteria for a microbe to cause a disease. Everyone must be infected. And we know very clearly from serology studies that uh, around the country that many, many, many people never get any, any symptoms. And our government is calling them asymptomatic carriers and adding those to the numbers of the infected spreading disease. And there's no such thing as asymptomatic carriers. Those are healthy people. Healthy people don't spread disease. Healthy people by definition are not coughing, aerosolizing and spreading, you know, literally coughing and spreading water droplets that land in your 
nasal passages or whatever. This is absolutely inflating the numbers, calling it something else. And as we know from the emergency room physicians and physicians around the country, they are paid $13,000 by Medicare to diagnose somebody walking in the door with a cough or flu-like symptoms to call it COVID-19 with no testing whatsoever. So we have no idea. There are many, many causes of upper respiratory infections. Um, and, and, and of course, many causes of, you know, uh, you know, you don't diagnose a virus with a chest x-ray. My husband has COPD. I don't take him anywhere um, near um, uh, anywhere. He just stays outside and enjoys the sunshine. But what we're, what we're actually doing is driving this disease with the flu vaccine, with the influenza vaccine. So the first thing your listeners can do to say, stay safe is do not listen to the government rec recommendations to get a flu vaccine and or, and or get a mask. Do not do either of those two. Wearing these masks are driving immune suppression in yourself. It's um, very immune suppressive to breathe in your own CO2. We're meant to breathe oxygen and we know from the doctors in the hospital, the patients need oxygen and that, that oxygen, hyperbaric oxygen therapies um, and in uh, ozone treatments, these oxygen therapies are actually healing people. And, and, and so what you need is oxygen to breathe air, to be in the sunshine. So those two things alone will prevent you from ever getting sick. So the, the, the dictum now to wear a mask, and my understanding is if you're going to be flying within the next couple of months, you're going to have to wear a mask. If you go into Costco, you'll have to, have to wear a mask. So you think that is detrimental to health? It, it is absolutely detrimental to our health. And, um, and again, people who are sick really shouldn't be flying because there's some clear evidence that radiation, particularly plutonium levels from some satellites that were blown up in a spill that happened last August of 2019 is contributing to the pathogenesis. So when you're in a plane over the 10,000 foot level, you're being exposed to a lot of radiation damage. And again, you're over the ozone layer. So oxidative stress is a real issue. You want to support yourself with glutathione if you have to travel um, but again it's unconstitutional and you can I have a I have a um a, a, a placard that I have that I keep on my phone with my husband that says, I have a lung disease. You can't ask me what I have. Wearing a mask is de detrimental to my health. Forcing me to do so is in violation of HIPAA and laws, federal laws in your constitutional rights. So you, everybody can carry that on their phone and nothing can be done to them. It's unconstitutional. You will kill me or my husband if we, if we wear a mask. And, and we won't, and we go into grocery stores without them, and we use that placard on our phone that we just hand them. Now, you talk about radiation and the connection with virus and the plutonium that was, that was released, and I have quite a history with radiation because my, my original teacher worked in the, in the 1940s with, with the boys up in Los Alamos, so I've been very cognizant of the radiation assault for many, many years. My question is, there seems to be some sort of link between those 
countries or cities that went fully into 5G and the coronavirus uh, toxicity. Do you think there's any connection between 5G and what's happening in Europe? Yes, there's absolutely a, um, a definitive thing of what's happening with 5G because as I understand it from the experts, it is 160 gigahertz and that is ex exactly the frequency that is necessary to separate hemoglobin from iron. So when you have free iron in the blood, it's called ferritin and you can measure it on a blood test. When you have ferritin in the blood over three 3,000 units or however they measure it, um, you will generate the cytokine storm, that inflammatory, you're burning up your own tissue. So you, you literally spin what we, we call it the disease engine in some of my drug development efforts. You will spin the disease engine and accelerate the disease because you're actually robbing your, your, your blood cells of oxygen carrying capacity. So there again is another link of how you can exacerbate what looks like a viral disease and is anything but uh, what a, a coronavirus would do, um, number one, if it weren't manipulated um, to expand the host range, um, meaning the cells in your body. As we know, it has some HIV envelope sequences giving it the opportunity to infect um, white blood cells and, and, and cause some of the microvasculature damage. So this is another point of proof of why this isn't a simple coronavirus and what you need to do to protect your immune system um, from any kind of exposure and keep yourself healthy without inflammation. Very, very insightful. That's why I've always told my people to load up on quercetin, which is so important in terms of downplaying the heme connection, very important for the free iron that's released, and it'll be important Correct. to keep your ferritin levels on. I'm actually writing a book about that. So quercetin, 500 milligrams three times a day of people that are listening to this. But moving into the, the radiation connection with all of this, which I find so important because it's almost like a catalyst to exacerbate what's going on. Do you think there are two different strains of the virus? People talk about the mutation of the virus. Are there two different strains? Is it going to also, Visit, revisit us again in the fall? Is there a second wave and a third wave coming? Um, there, there are many strains of coronaviruses and there are certainly several strains of this one demonstrated in Sweden and, and, and in France and different places around the world see different strains. These don't mutate quickly. So we're being lied to there. You're going to have a cross-reactive immune response because the... Um, because the um, uh, you know the the family of coronaviruses are conserved among the pathogenic strains, those ACE those ACE two receptors, the angiotensin converting enzyme. So why you shouldn't um, upregulate those receptors? You don't use the the ACE inhibitors, the blood pressure medicine medicine like lysoprinil and things like that. You don't use those. You use other things like losartan, which has the ability to calm down that key inflammation mediator, TGF-beta, is one of its wonderful side effects. So again, you can see how drugs and things can make you more susceptible to getting sick. But the wave of the virus, 
if you've been sick, if, if, if you've not been sick um, and exposed and you have an antibody, IgG is a past infection, IgM is a recent infection, um, but it means you have a memory response. So it doesn't have to be another wave. We don't, we don't play this game of scaring people every, every flu season because it's pretty clear that a natural herd immunity has occurred in countries like Sweden, South Korea that have beat this. And it doesn't matter if there's another, another, another wave because you'll be immune. And in fact, that's the definition of, um, of vaccines that you develop an antibody. And so now the government's twisting immunology around and saying, oh, no, no, you, the only way you can be develop protection is, is get the vaccine because your own immunity isn't enough. No, no, God's immunity is quite enough. Thank you very much. And most people are not getting sick by this virus. So the death rate is, is uh, 0.1 to 0.3%, which is percent, 0.1. So 0.001, one in a thousand. Um, will will die, and those are the people with comorbidities. Those people with other inflammatory diseases and high blood pressure, where the vasculature is already under pressure, and the drugs contribute. Um, heart disease, um, obesity, the the in, um, uh, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. It's where you're you're already inflamed, and that drives the disease in yourself. So the most important thing you can do is again never get a vaccine, and 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 you know have never locked down again. Um, take advantage of of normal herd immunity to natural infections. It's pretty clear after uh, 50 years of the vaccine, let's just say um, uh, the measles vaccine, which was introduced in 1963. So you and I probably both got the measles before the introduction of the vaccine. Yes. We, we have lifelong immunity. And in fact, people with the vaccine not only don't have a memory immunity, but they have, they're anergic. Their immune system won't make antibodies no matter how many vaccines they get. It simply drives the toxicity. And that's why MMR is such a toxic vaccine because people are not immune and do not develop memories. And you've got three different RNA viruses stressing different parts of your, of your immune machinery that is necessary for fighting other RNA viruses like coronavirus. So it, it's a general, the people who are going to be hurt by this are the people that have been vaccinated. So the smartest thing you can do is never get another vaccine again, and the most heavily vaccinated, I should have said, and never get another vaccine again, never get another flu shot again, because it's clear they don't work or you wouldn't get one every year. So it's, but they're driving disease. And, and there's clear data that the flu vaccine, like in Italy, in Northern Italy, they used a different flu vaccine this year, grown in um, a cell line called maiden Darby kidney cells. That's a dog cell lines. Dogs have coronaviruses. So whether or not it's the bat coronavirus really doesn't matter. Um, but your, and, and the influenza viruses through something called viral interference actually promote, it actually interferes with the immune response necessary to respond to the coronavirus. So never a flu vaccine again, because 
because you are more susceptible to the next waves. And this, uh, and this again is how we know that this is that that um, that the government is playing a role in this plague of corruption because everything I just named to you is the advice that that President Trump is getting from Deborah Birx, Tony Fauci, and and Robert Redfield, who all know these data and know they're driving the pandemics, have financial interests, and more importantly, have criminally participated in it back in HIV days of, of saying vaccines worked and were safe, and they know not a single vac safety study is done, and they've killed millions of people. So they, they are criminally liable for, for crimes against humanity now for 30 or 40 years. So there's a big attempt to cover everything up, call it COVID-19, as people wear masks, get, get ill-advised, um, dangerous shots, and, and kill themselves. And nobody will know because nobody will ever test. And, and it's almost certainly not an exposure um, from another human of this SARS-CoV-2 virus. And how does the virus spread, Dr. Judy? Is, is well, it, how, how does it spread? And if people are going crazy with the need to clean surfaces and all the best natural antiseptics and then what the timeline is for the surfaces, how, how quickly they need to be reinfected and so forth. Can you shed some light on that? Well, uh, uh, let's just say, so the virus spreads through through the process of coughing or sneezing, and the term is called aerosolization. So if you have active virus, that is the particles in your saliva, in your nasal passages, in your lungs, and you cough, um, and in a, a wet cough that lands on, let's just say, on a person and um, on, on their skin, um, um, and you're in the sunshine, there's no chance of them getting infected if it falls on your skin. If it falls in your nasal passages, you know, um, your, your throat and your sinuses, where the, that's the places where the temperature is the coolest. Um, and that's why during the winter season, because you're breathing in cold air. So that gives them a chance to replicate there in, in, in the cells there, they call them epithelial cells, there in your nasal passages. You, you don't cough RNA. You know, dry cough, RNA, um, which this is an RNA virus in the polymerase chain reaction, only measures the RNA, the nucleic acid. It doesn't tell you you have a viral particle. And in fact, it says the opposite because you have to amplify it, um, you know, 10 million times to even detect that, that, you, um, that you have those sequences in those cells. That doesn't say it's a virus that is infectious and transmissible. It, so viruses, these coronaviruses do not live on surfaces dry more than a few hours at best. Um, soap takes them off of everything. So natural oils like natural cleansers with tea tree oil and orange oil, things like that. Absolutely, they cannot live in that, you know, at all. Um, so the disinfectants are actually hard on you because, you know, you're breathing in a toxin that irritates your throat and allows that inflammation to go on. So, um, but, you know, so this insanity about 
about this obsessive wiping down of grocery store. No, they don't live on your groceries on cardboard. No, 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 no. This is again where we're that we're 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 spreading fear. This is a plague of of fear and corruption. So the question is, you know, there's this group think that's going on now, which makes me cringe, quite frankly. And that is, we're all in this together. You and I discussed this offline. So tell me what that's all about. And, and are we all in this together? Oh, we're, we're absolutely not all in this together. Um, because um, those of us who are home and the worst thing for our, our health is to have our children, our grandchildren, home away from school when actually the children are not getting sick and don't spread disease. So the, 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 the children that are starving because they don't get their school lunches or the families that are getting stressed out because they aren't making any money and there's no one to leave the children with if the parents can keep their jobs and go to work, who do they leave them with? Oh, they leave them with grandpa who really is at risk if the child has a cold or, or got a vaccine because what do we force here in California you you don't go to school unless you get vaccinated so um, so we're spreading this the, these diseases every year the flu vaccine sheds so the worst thing you can do is take the flu shot and put the mask on because you're you're making yourself sick literally and you're making others sick because the masks don't prevent the transmission so you're making somebody sick so i hope i answered the question but um yeah i mean this the the cost of this shutdown where people don't develop natural herd immunity and we've got this cleanly 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 thing we need to walk out into the environment and get exposed to the environmental antigens so that we're not driving this immune dysfunction and in profound immune suppression il6 is the key cytokine to depression Who's not depressed when you can't go outside and you can't get sunshine and you can't and and you're worried to death about your life's work going down the tube or your family member getting sick or being arrested as you walk on the beach and try to get healthy? This is not none of this is healthy and I can't even measure. I I, I don't think it it'll take a decade to stop to stop the damage or 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 reverse the damage. Um, even if we shut the whole thing down today and said stop this insanity this is destroying our country and ki it'll kill millions so the question is where do we get the truth uh, i know that that you have a lot of good information on your website and let's just sprinkle that into the podcast where can people find out what you what you really think is going on which is certainly well documented because of your years of experience so would you give everybody your website and what's happening very shortly in terms of Right. You, you, you gave me some information and I, I was so excited about it that I've currently misplaced it, but, but tell my well, listeners. Well, our, our website is uh, www.plaguethebook.com. Plaguethebook.com, okay. Correct. And on that website, you will see um, links, number one, to um, the upcoming Autism One conference, and I believe it's May 20th through the 24th. And the good news with this is this year, everyone can go. It's virtual. It's free. Click on that link and register there from our website. Um, we, I'll be giving at least three talks talking about 
um, talking about healing. I, I usually talk about healing by way of natural products, including targeting the endocannabinoid system. So how to combine natural products, natural, simple, cheap, healing um, uh, for everyone and prevention of, of the next wave and the next wave, no matter what they throw at you. We'll also be talking, um, Bobby Kennedy will be there, Junior will be there, Dell Bigtree will be there. Um, many, many doctors around the world, healing doctors who know Dr. Klingart, Dr. Mercola, usually every year. So as, as you go on that link, you'll be able to see all the speakers register. You can take part in free Zoom meetings and, and, and even go go to a, like an exhibitor hall, because many of us exhibit and sell our books. I'll be giving away books um, and, and autographing them and mailing them to people um, from that exhibitor hall of both Plague and Plague of Corruption. And um, again, and it'll just empower you to know the truth. So there's so much at that meeting. It's free for all who sign up. This afternoon, in a few minutes, I'm going to be on a roundtable. Um, it's actually podcast. It'll be shown tomorrow, and I'll tweet that out or get it on our website this afternoon as soon as I talk to our webmistress. But it's on a vaccine, the truth about vaccines 2020. That's been a free series that's been going on all this week, Ty and Charlene Bollinger, who do um, The Truth About Cancer, have just literally a 10 fabulous talks. And tomorrow, um, Dr. Tenpenny, Dr. Butar, myself, um, and several others will be on this roundtable kind of answering important questions. So again, that'll be um, Truth About Vaccine um, 2020. And I believe it's one to four, um, one to four, one to three, uh, Pacific time Saturday afternoon. So all that information will be on our website as well. And, and so that website info at contacts to my email. So your listeners can ask questions. Um, and, and, and we, um, do our best to answer everyone. Or if there's a group of questions that are similar, um, uh, our webmistress Cheryl will get those and, and we'll have an answer for you on some frequently asked question sites we're preparing this weekend. Now I'm going to jump back into questions about the virus because I have a big following that is baiting at the bid, so to speak, to ask you all kinds of questions. You can give me a two minute, give me a one minute answer. But if you, God forbid, were hospitalized with COVID, what would be your expectations in treatment? How should you be treated? Um, absolutely no ventilators. Nine out of people, 10, 10 people are dying on the ventilation. You should get a cannula of oxygen in your nose, you should be hydrated um, with saline infusions and even vitamin C infusions, uh, along with um, um, prophylactic um, Plaquenil, that's hydroxychloroquine. Those things short term will, um, and, and if, you're, if you're so um, blessed, if you had hyperbaric oxygen therapy or um, uh, glutathione available to you, that's your intercellular antioxidant. There are a number of anti-inflammatories that can calm the storm in, in the natural product world as well. So that's how you should be treated, but hospitals have protocols that are based on the faulty information, um, you know, being told uh, by um, Tony Fauci, Deborah Burks, the heads of our FDA, CDC, um, and NIAID. And so they're stuck with protocols. So 
I'm really saying if you should, God forbid, be hospitalized, if you get really sick, if you're symptomatic, if you can find a naturopathic doctor or a alternative healthcare professional, um, you're, you're probably going to um, fare far better. Um, and it, it, I would just say don't go near a hospital if you can all prevent it. So do you think it's possible as we move into the vaccination arena, do you think it's possible for a vaccine to be created without any of those negative uh, ad, uh, additives, no mercury, no aluminum, no uh, polysorbate 80? People are concerned about vaccinations. For some reason, it seems to be the panacea that we're moving towards. Do you think there's going to be a mandatory vaccination program put into place and how to create one without any of the negative effects? Well, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And in this case, there's something like, I don't know, 20 or 30 candidates in the pipeline, and there's not one of them that, that will do anything other than make you sicker so that we can develop natural immunity, which we apparently have in our country, highlights the fact that not only is the vaccine not a panacea, um, but it will kill or maim the most vulnerable. That it, it is driving the disease. We know this from SARS. We know this from MERS, the first two of this family of um, pathogenic coronaviruses causing these severe acute upper respiratory, uh, acute respiratory syndromes. We know this. Uh, they've been working for 20 years. And, and, and in fact, the, 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 vi the vaccines are driving the disease. And if you get the vaccine and you're exposed to the natural infection, um, it can kill you. So the vaccine is responsible for driving the disease and making you sick in the so-called next wave of infection. So um, we're doing everything we can to alert everybody to the fact, and, and this is the message I've been saying to anybody who'll listen and hopefully um, President Trump will listen. The papers are all there. The data is all there. We have plenty of safe prevention and treatment strategies for these viruses and have, you know, even the original immune therapy I developed and was developed in 1980 as cure for some kinds of viral association cancers, and that's called alpha interferon. And the it, it's very, very, very low dose, can prevent the spread, can prevent, you know, you spray it in your mouth, in your neck nasal passages twice a day and um, during these um, heightened flu seasons or times and you'll be protected um, and, and again, it's very low dose because when you, when you take the balance off, um, then you can dysregulate the type one pathway just as the vaccine would. Can you make a safe vaccine? Um, yes, it would be an oral vaccine. It certainly wouldn't be injected and certainly not injected in the liposomes or the exosomes or how they're planning as blueprints, as RNA of the virus. This is what is making people sick. Are, you know this to to give access to the of the to every cell of the body with a blueprint and put the RNA in the middle of a liposome where it now doesn't have any host range, everything you can get in because you're smaller than a receptor. So you don't need the lock and key. Um, currently the SARS-CoV-2 can only enter cells with certain receptors, that ACE, ACE2 receptor I mentioned. 
angiotensin converting enzyme receptor along with the white blood cell receptors if there's HIV components of the strain you're infected with. So the worst thing that you can do um, uh, again um, is, is, is get a vaccine. And, so, and so, but you can make a safe vaccine because the only natural adjuvant is interferon alpha. And, and with cannabis, by modulating the flame, you could make a safe vaccine, but we'll never be allowed to do that. And that is not in the, in, in the pipeline. There's a pipeline of 110 mandatory vaccines waiting for adults. And that was an agenda 2020. So you had once mentioned about an inexpensive treatment of something like 50% 50 cents per dose that would work against the virus. Is this what you're talking about, the alpha interferon? Correct, a one, a, a 50 million unit vial, and it's made by Merck, costs $600. So you want 50 units, 50 to 100 units twice a day, um, you know, morning and night, and that would protect a thousand people for a week, um, the most vulnerable for 50 cents a dose. And for those people that get sick, is there any lasting problems with the kidneys or the, or the lungs? Um, well, uh, if you have COPD, that means fibrosis. And so um, you, you can have you know, fibrosis is, is lasting and, it, and it, it drives. So that's why it's extremely important for me, anything that promotes fibrosis. My husband never gets a vaccine because he got COPD from a microbial pneumonia. So yes, you can do lasting damage um, to the kidneys, to the liver, to the lungs um, as, as you, um, in the microvascular. Um, from these viruses. But again, the way you're going to prevent that is natural therapies. And, and, and that's what vaccines do with the, the aluminums and the mercuries and in the vaccines. You do lasting damage to the kidneys and the lungs, and that will drive the, the disease should you be exposed in the future. So what are your top five recommended therapies to prevent against any of this from occurring? And it's not just COVID-19, any virus that might come down the pipe. Oh, sure. And, and, and it's, it's really the, the top five would be, we'll talk about RNA viruses because, you know, of, of all of the things we've, we've discussed, H1N1, uh, flu, MMR, you know, 99% of the new pathogens are RNA, Zika, Ebola, these outbreaks, you know, these pandemics, if you will, are, um, are vaccine driven, you know, um, and, and there are RNA viruses that jump species because we've disturbed the environment. So the top, the top recommendations of prevention is um, keep the glyphosate, the GMO, out of your life. Keep inflammation down. Gluten-free, you know, non-GMO food. Healthy meats that, uh, you know, that uh, stay away from, you know, Roundup um, uh, farms and things like that. The Roundup gets in the soil and the water. Um, you need zinc. You need um, intracellular glutathione. Um, glutathione is three amino acids, the last of which is glycine. So glyphosate depletes your glutathione, which right. is your best intracellular. So you want glutathione um, 
if you can get it liposomal, again, a spray that you would spray in your mouth, the site of entry of these viruses. So you want zinc, you know, that's one of the mechanisms by which um, the hydroxychloroquine works because it opens up a channel for the zinc. So you use low dose zinc and it goes right into the cell with the, with the hydroxychloroquine and that's it's antiviral. So um, vitamin C, um, we drink and we do throughout the winter and months for any of these things. We drink hot lemon water. We're blessed here to get a lot of lemons in California. And so we just drink hot lemon water uh, and, and, and keep ourselves healthy and well. We just have to eat very clean food um, and, and, and keep our immune system strong with lots of vitamin C. I don't recommend things like intravenous because that's not the way nature intended it. But even UV light, We've seen some of these UV light apparatus, and, and they're very helpful to shine on your skin at night and things like that, and, and only for like 30 seconds. These are um, um, deuterium-depleted water. Deuterium is heavy water, and so these are signal transducers, and, and it's very, very, very dangerous and, and a growth factor for these viruses, including retroviruses. So um, that's a little more difficult to get these days, but there are ways through your diets, and I'll introduce your audience to Dr. Laszlo um, Boros, who's a pediatrics full professor at UCLA, and you might even want to have him on your show in the future because he's teaching me about how to eat healthy fats. Healthy fats are key, um, but always from range-free, cage-free, you know, eggs, phosphatidylcholine is a way to keep your cellular membranes healthy. Um, keep yourself away from 5G. There are many, many things you can use and wear that will keep, you know, for, like, um, things to keep your phone, to keep that energy away from you. So, so these are ways to prevent, um, expo uh, to keep your immune system healthy. And, and certainly you just, you just don't get a vaccine for any reason. And I would say ever again, you know, as I say, I'm calling for a five-year moratorium on all vaccines, calling for President um, uh, Trump to do this and end the 1986 Vaccine Injury Compensation Act, which removed all liability for manufacturers. There's been no safety testing in 30 years. Nothing you get has been tested safe and, and it's clear from the spread of the disease and pandemics like this one that these vaccination programs are driving the zoonosis, we call it, the jumping of species of lots of viruses, not just these coronaviruses. Do you have concerns that they're going to be new, tuned up, or turbocharged viruses that are also going to be coming down on us? Um, I, I've read some interesting interviews about the possibility of them kind of retooling the plague as well as the 1918 flu virus. Do you have concerns about that, Dr. Judy? Um, well, yes, I have. I, I, I know that to be. I know that to be a 40-year continued plan. And yes, we've been ramping these things these things up, but again. They're, they're driven by injection and not infection. So just don't allow yourself to be injected and you will almost certainly not be at risk. 
None of, few of us have been exposed to a Chinese person or any person that could be transmitting that coronavirus. And even if they were, the chance that they are so sick that they are coughing uh, a, a tremendous number of particles directly into our face, you know, healthy people don't cough viruses, I said before, by definition, if you're healthy, you're not coughing. Um, and, and the virus has to go in aerosol droplets. So the, the, the lunacy of keeping people off a beach where you could be grounding, you know, with, and actually boosting your immunity by walking in salt water, seawater on the sand in the sun. Um, do I have concerns about it? Um, sure, we know that's exactly what they're doing. But if we put that moratorium on the vaccine problem and stop the mandated injection of our compromised um, people, including doctors and nurses, these things spread through lab workers, first responders, um, the, um, the military, and, and, um, and hospital workers, lab workers, you know, because we're exposed, we're on the front line, we're working with these things every day. So the, the worst things that have been done to spread these diseases is the forcing of doctors and or of nurses and medical professionals, teachers, the mandating that you can't have your job unless you get a, a, a vaccine. And usually it's an annual flu vaccine. Well, this is ridiculous because you are spreading influenza. You are are shedding and spreading influenza, and, and that is driving these pandemics. So I don't have concerns. I, uh, another thing that should stop is these kinds of studies, the mixing of animal and human tissue. It's clear the risk. It's been clear the risk. How these things have started are all, all clearly, every one of these pandemics of the last 25 to 30 years has been driven by a vaccination program. So when we stop all of it, then we'll all be safe. These things don't float through the air, uh, you know, and stay on surfaces as we've discussed. So masks are out according to your research. Absolutely. And what about gloves? No, we don't wear gloves in our life. Okay, no gloves, no masks, no isolation. What do you think that's doing to us psychologically? I, you know, as I, as I was mentioning maybe to somebody else a little earlier today, I can't even imagine. We have a five-year-old beautiful unvaccinated grandson, um, and he, his birthday is next Tuesday, Cinco de Mayo. And so he can't, um, he's having a drive-by birthday party. Can you imagine oh the God. psychological damage? Yeah. That's usually only gangs here oh in my LA. Gosh. Oh Can my you goodness. imagine the damage of thinking your healthy schoolmates, you know, that you have to wear gloves and masks. No, we have God-given immunity. No, I can't even com comprehend the psychological damage. You can see it in some of our elderly. So, uh, you know, I've been working really hard with my husband. We hold parties up at our at our yacht club. And when the police come up, I say, oh, I'm Dr. Judy Mikovits. And and these are all doctors. And we're, and we're holding a meeting to prevent people to get sick here in the sunshine and music is healing 
you know, playing. So they go away, they leave me alone. And, and so, uh, you know, we just have to get everybody out and love each other. This is what happened in the AIDS epidemic. And it's horrific when you say, don't hug somebody, don't touch them. Where, who, who is Bill Gates? Nobody elected Bill Gates. He has no medical degree or Tony Fauci to say, we'll never be back to normal until you allow us to inject those toxins or chip us or follow us with drones because we're too close to one another on a beach. Yeah, we need to stop this now. And that's why we're talking. So what's what's the, in the future for you, Judy Mikovits? Mikovits, what's right. in the future? <laughs> tell, tell me what. Tell me what what what's on the docket for you next? Another well, thing. I'm going to do that roundtable truth about vaccines tomorrow. We're we're talking. We're promoting the book. Every person we can educate is um is a person that that won't be at risk for the next wave. And just getting our health freedom back. It's time we stop legislating medicine. The FDA doesn't get to decide how I or any other healthcare professional uses a hundred year old WHO essential medicine like hydroxychloroquine, suramin, or, or so many others that have been denied us. We're denying cancer patients therapies that'll help in favor of toxic therapies. Here's Tony Fauci fraudulently changing studies for a Gilead antiviral um, while the safe therapies like hydroxychloroquine, and I don't mean long-term, and I mean safe, meaning used in the appropriate patient at the appropriate dose. Um, doctors know how to do this. Our medical professionals know how to treat people. So it's time to stop legislating medicine and knock down this old cabal of the corrupt scientific journals that are essentially just propaganda for big pharma and the fear that keeps us all going to these horribly expensive medications and we're being lied to. We can see the cancer rate skyrocketing. We can see Lou Gehrig's disease. We have bucket challenges and all we ever knew about was Lou Gehrig, where the environmental toxins accelerating the, the you know, the, the disease, the, the public health agencies, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the FDA, the, they, they, they don't keep our food safe. Why do they allow GMO and glyphosate, which has never been safe tested, and in fact are showing toxins? The vaccine program never been safe tested. So our public health has nothing to do with our public health. And when we knock down the whole corrupt system, just start over, we'll not only restore the health to this country, but we'll balance the budget. It's a third of our gross natural product and they're making themselves rich and we're spending trillions paying for the injuries and buying these toxic vaccines while we criminally um, uh, kill people worldwide um, or, or, or simply render them infertile, if that's simple. We're destroying our, our humanity um, with this, these so-called public health agencies that are a plague of corruption, a corrupt old boys network now at least 40 to 50 years of proof that, that nothing, they're doing nothing but driving disease um, and it's, it's, disease, it's profits over health. Woo, you're a hard act to follow, Judy Mikovits. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're a hard act to follow. So I want to thank you on behalf of First Lady of Nutrition Podcast because I, I want to 
really congratulate you on your moral courage, your professional integrity, and remind everybody that there are two ways of spreading light. One is to be a candle and the other is to be a mirror. So let's spread the information far and wide. And again, what is your website, Dr. Judy Mikovits? Um, PlagueTheBook.com. And you can find us in, on Twitter at, at Dr. Judy A. Mikovits. It's a, with an S. <laughs> Lots of love to you. Lots of love to you, Anne Louise. We'll talk to you again sometime. Thank you we'll so much. We'll talk again soon. You're very welcome. Bye -bye. They will. You too. Be safe. We will.